This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And away we go. Football. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where we go? Gentlemen, we got our guy, the Rhino in here, Alex Boone, the Rhino 75 on Instagram. The mm. O-Line Committee YouTube channel and podcast. Why would you tell them, Phil, don't tell them my name on Instagram. Dude, you have I like 38,000 no. Yeah, it's too late, man. I don't want do any more of those nasty DMs coming my way, dude. Oh. You don't have to check them, you know? I don't. I don't anymore. So, hey, seriously, anybody that has come to me and been like, you need to check your DMs, I don't ever. It's never going to happen, so stop. And there's like you. three sections of DMs. It's all very confusing. Very annoying. That's stupid. We've yeah. gathered here today to celebrate... <laughs> A victory Monday, gentlemen. A victory Fine. Monday, not not just for the Vikings, for the Eden Prairie Youth Football Squad, Stop coached it. by Alex Boone. Oh, Championship oh, Monday. Way to go. So Way to go. So excited. Yes. Hey. Dude, I was there. 41 were- rip. 41 Oh, you ran rip. up the score. I love no, it. Not even, dude. We, they shut it down. They shut it down. Oh, sure. 41 you know nothing. Our, our boys are disciplined. And shout out to the Eden Prairie 6th grade team. Uh, <laughs> Musab, Dari, Honor, Johnny, Elliot, all of them. Just Micah, London, Xander. Love them all. They're the best in the world. Charlie Richter, great kid. Just so much fun. Charlie <laughs> got his last name mentioned. He must be really good. Yeah. Hey, Charlie's a great kid. I, I, I was, we're getting ready to go to the game. And all of a sudden, I turn around. And who's there? Phil Mackey. I couldn't have told you how excited I was. I'm telling you, pick him up. My team goes, Coach, is that, is that your co host? I'm like, Oh, yeah. We brought the big guns for today, boys. We're, we're Dude, going one, crazy. one of them goes, But you're the one that like never played in the NFL, right? Couldn't That's great. You said that. I was like, That's oh, great. <laughs> I know it's I know it, it's, it, it's if shocking I don't tell you to I never find played, out. It's, yeah, it's hard. Dude, shocking. there's three kids that were bigger than I am. I mean, oh, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. <laughs> Who'd you beat? Hey, seriously, though, just tell them, or no. please, that it was mm. not this boring old handoff stuff, was it? There was mm. a lot of motions. There Jet sweeps. We Jet had sweeps, naked. We were tosses on the edge. Oh. The boys were so excited. They were like, Coach, let's call this play. They wanted to throw the ball the whole game. They're crazy. Bubble screens. You had all, you have, uh, all sorts of complicated RPOs. concepts. Yeah. 41 donut, so though. Fun. Very fitting. Oh, yeah. Very fitting shout, hey, shout score. Out to, shout out to the assistant coach, Desmond Daniels, who is – an amazing coach, defensive coordinator for us. He's been my D coordinator this entire time, our entire careers, actually. And I do the offense. He does the defense. He's phenomenal. His son's honor. His son's number 13. Remember the kid that stuck number nine? That everybody oh, yeah. was like, oh, and then the quarterback that threw those rip. 
He's my. <laughs> I love it. Dude, it was. Man. I can't tell you. It was. Uh, yeah. It was. It was. It was an impressive victory on Saturday over uh, at the Eden Four Prairie no. Sports Complex. That was. Almost as impressive as the Vikings win over the Chicago Bears, which we're going to dive into here. We have a ton of film to break down on this Tuesday. Well, I guess Monday trench. We used to do it on Tuesdays. Now it's a Monday trenches episode. Purple Daily presented by Quick Trip. And uh, a shout out to our friends over at Nutrisource, boys. Our dogs love eating Nutrisource. Chicken and rice for Maya. The uh, salmon flavored treats for Maya. Imagine if you ate the same thing every day and still had a big, goofy smile on your face before every meal. How good that food must be. Just t- and time and time again. In fact, uh, Stella got up on the bed this morning at about 7 o'clock, and she pawed the covers. And I'm like, let me sleep a little bit more. And you know what she said? Ain't no way you're going to sleep more because it's time for my Nutrisource. So, of course, just like that, I got up. And delivered, and I'm willing to bet at the Goff household it was the same thing with Vinny. Yeah, same guy. Same. We had, we had a boys' weekend. Mom was out of town. It was great. We we're up to like three in the morning on Saturday playing video games, eating Nutrisource treats. It was all uh, all fun and games. Well, you got carried away games. yourself, and I did. Had some. I did. I did. You know, still, I was like, give me those treats, yep. you son of a. Yep. <laughs> NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer. These are good, Vinny. <laughs> I, don't mind me. I was just at the Legion. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with a good legion, oh, Booney. Yeah, nothing wrong with a good legion. Looking at lie, guys. We had a good time. All right. So okay, uh, I mean, winning in Chicago is always sort of ugly, even if you're trying to make it pretty. I think the Vikings went in just saying, you know what? Let's uh, let's fluster Justin Fields, and then when they put a Division two undrafted rookie backup quarterback in, let's just let them beat themselves. But I don't know. Like someone on Vetline yesterday, Booney said, if you were rooting for the Vikings to lose and uh, let's just say improve their draft positioning, you lost as a fan yesterday. And if you're rooting for the Vikings to look like a contender, you also lost yesterday. So, what is your main takeaway off of an ugly win like that with San Francisco on the horizon? I agree. I think it's way too early too to be talking about the draft, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of football left to be played. Yeah, there's too many. There's too many people already talking about it. You guys got to stop. There has to be some semblance of football in the football season. It can't just be like, all right, we played three games and we suck. Throw everything in there. Just like, yeah, you're gonna have to sell some pieces. The Bears eventually. would disagree. Oh, well, <laughs> the Bears it, been but, talking draft for about twenty but years. Here's actually. the problem: where does it end, right? Because you got now you got all the fans over here that want all. Oh well, we just ruined the draft, and then you got all the players over here that are like. But I'm confused. Don't you want us to win? Don't you want us to keep winning and continue growing? And everyone's like, no, no, you guys suck. I want you to suck so we can draft this Caleb Williams that will suck too. I mean, I just don't understand what everybody wants. Don't you want them to go out and win? Don't get me wrong. It was the ugliest win I've ever seen. And had the defense have not scored that touchdown on the fumble, they would have lost, which is almost pathetic because that's the Bears. But at the same time, they didn't and they won. And so it's, I guess I get caught in the middle of like, well, are you happy or are you not happy? And everyone's kind of like, ah, we're not going to get Caleb Williams. We, we, we beat the Bears, though. Who are they? You're like, oh, it's just an NFL team. Don't mind them. You know, they're big, too. But at the same time, it was kind of the game you thought it was going to be. Without J.J., it's going to be really tough to do anything. And without him on the outside and everyone staring at him, you have everybody looking at Kirk Cousins in the backfield like, okay, now do it. Make it happen without the number one player. Show us that you are the Kirk Cousins, that everyone continues to stand on this table and say that you are. I know stats are stupid, and you have been generally an, an Alexander Madison fan the last couple of years on the show. Not with the drops, though. He's, 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 weaning my, he's weaning me off quickly. I'm mm-hmm. warning you. 
It's like a drop a game and to it, this I, last game. He doesn't have a 20-yard run yet this season. The offensive line has been better this season than it's been in previous years. But yesterday, I, I can't imagine this is how you draw it up on a Wednesday guy. All right, here we go. We're going to unveil the game plan. So uh, 49 touches or targets for Viking skill position players. Alexander Madison, 25. Mm-hmm. Everybody else combined, 24. And I get that Jefferson's out, but, like, I don't know. I just whether it's a coaching scheme thing, Kevin O'Connell or Kirk just falling into the, he threw seven passes to Alexander Madison. That just felt like not how you would draw it up on Wednesday, unless I'm an idiot. They don't have an identity. That's exactly what the problem is. It's not very hard to see. They're not a run team. And without JJ, they're not really a pass team. They're really just kind of a team. You're just there kind of meddling around. You don't really scare anybody in the run game. What was their average? Like two yards a carry. Everyone's just kind of sitting back going, okay, Kirk. Dazzle me. Wow me, dude. And he doesn't. And that's why everyone's just going to be able to sit back and be like, okay, well, they can't run the ball. So let's just feast on this dude. And I was the first one to say, let's not look ahead. But now it's that week and it's San Fran week. And I hate to tell you, but those dudes are definitely pissed off. They just and lost I mean, the first game. pissed. You want to talk about a kicker that probably got on the plane like, please don't kill me. And they were like, dude. <laughs> If we win every game from here on out, you're dead. Like you're a dead man. You're gonna die. But yeah, that's the thing is, forty-one yarder, man. 41 when you come yarder. from a Bears game where you barely win, and all of a sudden you turn around and you look at a team like this, you're like, how are you gonna get them? Where do? You, what's gonna make them come out there and go, oh no, don't do that, please. This is gonna scare us to death. And there's not really a lot going on other than the defense saying, hey, we can get after the quarterback, we can create plays, we can do things too. I love how the defense is playing. I don't how the offense is. So let's break this down, too, though, uh, Boone, because I get it, okay? Jefferson's out. It's going to hurt you. There's no question about it. Like right. like every defense's job, including a really good San Francisco defense, just got easier. That being yep. said, though, okay, and this involves this question involves Kirk. It involves Kevin O'Connell. That being said, you went into Chicago, and you played a defense that is absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. Their third down defense, if I can find it here quick, no defense had allowed opponents to convert third downs at a greater rate than the Bears going into Sunday, 57.4%. You were Ugh. 2 of 13, 15.4%. So so I understand Jefferson being out hurts you. But if that's what you Back. did offensively, if that's what you did offensively against the Bears— how big a concern is that? Because, you know what, if this had been San Francisco, you would say, okay, you barely got by. In this right. case, you upset them. But that is a hell of a defense, and it's not surprising you did not have a good day offensively. But when this is the result against the Chicago Bears right now, what's the realistic takeaway? Nothing good. And I think right. we knew this from the beginning. I mean, we all kind of knew this. Everybody was going in this year, and, and for – for a couple of weeks now, we've all been looking at it like poking it with a stick, like do something. Where is all the luster from last year? Where's all the excitement? Where is everybody going to come together? And this year, it's all the opposite. It's everything going the other way. It's There is no run game. Your best player in the NFL, you're not going to have him for the next four to six weeks. And I hate to tell you guys, but if you lose any more games, a good chance he's probably just done the rest of the year, right? Why would we bring him back for a year that we don't really see going anywhere? I mean, that's a real thing. This is when business starts to take over football, and that's when you have a real problem. When the trainers step in and are like, it's not really worth it to bring him out for eight more weeks because 
he could re-aggravate it. And now you're going to have to play the rest of the season like this. So at some point, you have to find your identity. And to me, it's going to have to be in the run game. You have to go out and demonstrate that you can pound people in the face. Because if you don't, Mackie, I've told you this before. If you don't go out and act like the predator, they're going to start treating you like the prey. And they're mm. just going to start swarming. Swarming. Everybody's going to start coming out. Hey, they can't run the ball. Give me my best pass rushers. Send them out there right now. I want Kirk on the ground the rest of the game. Like, they don't have J.J. Let's see how much they want to throw to Hawk in the middle when we have some two guys over him. Or K.J. Osborne going crazy? Not anymore, he's not. Like, this is going to be the thing where everybody's going to have to start stepping up. Guys that weren't expected to step up before are going to have to now because now other guys become the highlighted pieces. T.J. Hawkinson, can't have him over the middle anymore. Guys got to shut him down because if we shut him down, now we're just going to shut down the whole offense. If we shut down K.J. Osborne, now we're just shutting down everything. Now we're just going to let the defense go. You think you can hold us to no points the rest of the game? That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's some point somebody has to step up. Yeah, it's like they went into the season. They bring in jo- Josh Oliver was one of their two big free agent signings, and he's been really good blocking. You pointed that yeah, out great uh, on some previous Trenches episodes. It's like you they clearly wanted to lean more into heavier personnel, run the ball, make a statement, a little bit more like San Francisco. And it's like the running game. I think the running game overall is probably a little better than last year, but in a game like that where – God, you're going into Chicago without Justin Jefferson. Why can't you be the team that runs for 140 yards, you know, down their throats? Part of it is, right. I, this is one, and we'll get to the film here in a second, but Alexander Madison, 18 carries, Cam Akers, one, Ty Chandler, who runs a 4-3, 40-yard dash. That, that's another no, one. No carries. Like, nothing. we can't, you know. No sweeps, just, no jet sweeps, no nothing. Nothing? Can't right. just, and that's another thing. Like, it's not to just fall on the players. It falls on the coaches, too. We have to start being creative. We have to start throwing in pieces and parts that people don't know a lot about and start having them speculate, why is this guy on the field? What are they doing with them? Why is he in motion? Like, they're, when you lose this valuable piece that can catch anything and run faster than anyone and jump over everyone, you have to turn it into more of a chess game now. We're going to beat you off logic, and we're going to make you start thinking out of this game faster than anyone we're going to start moving you out of position we're going to start pulling safeties out of where we need them to be but when you just stand back there and throw these same under routes or the same out routes it's the same old boring football and your defenses eventually are like listen they're not no one's taking the top off of us so let's just keep everybody in front of us and hopefully they won't score as a matter of fact they'll probably turn the ball over if we wait long enough does O'Connell, in your opinion, and and as we talked about before we started here, Booney, the last two games to me have not been good. They've not been well coached. There's been there's been game management problems. Yesterday, I thought it was what you just said, which was with Jefferson out, a total lack of creativity. So when you watched that game and saw what the Vikings did not do on Sunday from a creativity standpoint, do you, do you think that's just a complete lack of faith in Kirk? Like, what's what would be if you were a, a player on this team and Kevin O'Connell comes from the Rams, right? Borrowing yeah. from the Shanahan stuff, and you the see McVay stuff. the McVay stuff, I right? Where he comes from? So what what's going on here? Like with Jefferson out, I, I would think you'd get more creative, and instead he got more conservative. Is this a Kirk thing in his mind? Do you think? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe you just said it. Maybe it's Kirk's like, hey, I like things vanilla. I like it plain. I don't like a lot of moving pieces and parts because that all of a sudden makes it crazy for me. At the same time, if I was on this team, I would be saying something probably like, hey, this shit better get more creative or I'm going to get pissed. 
because we can't just keep sitting right. back here in this two jet the entire game and keep throwing these out routes and keep running our head against a wall. Like at some point we have to start going outside or we need to start destroying the middle. We need to run duo more or power more, or we need to run tosses and wide zones. We have to be creative with how we do it. But you said it, Judd, when you go into a bears defense that has just been up and down all year, I mean, just getting the shit kicked out of them and you don't do anything. A lot of people are going to turn around and go, Hey, did you see that? They didn't, they didn't even do anything over there. Wait till we get to play them. Wait till we have some dudes up front that are scary looking. Wait till we have linebackers that can run sideline to sideline. Like there's there's nothing that's going to take the top off of us. Nothing that has us out here going, oh my gosh, watch that one thing over there. It's going to get crazy. You know, that's, I, that's a problem. The other thing too is like we're sitting here. We we've been sitting here for the whole season, and even even last year. It felt like there was some creativity in the first couple of games, but it, it did feel very basic and, and more vanilla than yeah. you would have thought. We're sitting here trying to solve this puzzle of why is the Vikings offense not more creative when the starting quarterback's favorite band is Creed and his favorite colored uh, pant is khaki? Like, like what? You don't have Jalen Hurts, you know, like they have the least creative quarterback in the NFL. But that's they, not on him, is it? Is it fall on the quarterback to be creative, or does it fall on the OC I'm saying, to be I th- creative? Well, it, ultimately, I, 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 here's my – I'm just surmising this. Do you think Kevin O'Connell came in, took this job, Shanahan, McVay influences, he has seen what, what Super Bowl-caliber offenses look like and movement and modern everything? Do you think he came in here and said, yep, we're going to get the ball to Alexander Madison 25 times? Like, I just feel like there's a, there's a reason why they're not being more creative – and the common denominator across six years of Vikings offenses stagnating and underachieving has been one person. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I wouldn't be surprised. It you know, really wouldn't. It's just, I mean, I'm just I, speculating. I mean, you know how I was last year. I was all about it. He was doing great things. He had great luck. He was exciting with the ball. He was taking these shots and doing great things. And now it's like he can't do anything. He can't. I mean, the, I think one of the things that I I noticed the biggest thing from last year to this year is he's not on the move as much. Like last year, I feel like they were rolling him out a ton. Roll out here, roll out there, naked over here, naked over there. And now, and a lot of that is because you can't run the ball. No one's going to bite on this naked anymore because no one's chasing the running back. They just know Kirk has it. So they're like, just go after him. And all of a sudden that puts a lot of pressure on him. And at the same time, he keeps just throwing these under routes. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) you're killing me. Like Kevin, if it's you at some point, you have to just go, Hey, if we don't get creative, this is going to explode really fast. And then I'm going to have even bigger problems on my hand. Cause I'm going to have to deal with 53 guys pissed off at me every day because they're like, Hey man, Let's go five wide every once in a while. Let's go. You know what? Let's just shake it up and start running two minute out of nowhere. Like these are things that guys, coaches come in and they're like, "Hey, we're out of pro- we're out of we're out of solutions." So we're you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna start just throwing random two minutes in there. You might just hear two minute. You get on the ball and you just go, 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 go. Why? Because it changes the pace of the game. It changes the defense. It starts making them think we've clearly exhausted every resource. We can't run for shit. We can't throw the ball. Our quarterback's getting peppered. All these things are a problem. What are we doing? We're going to speed it up. 
we're going to speed it up and put pressure on them to do something. And we'll see how it goes. And that's a lot of times what you start to see in this league. When they start to exhaust all these options, they're like, all right, here we go. You want to do this to yourself? Two minutes. We're going to go out there. We're going to speed everything up. We're going to start doing sugar huddles. We're going to start doing all these things. Oh, and sugar huddles. Yeah. Let's go. Sugar huddles. How many people have been in a sugar huddle, huh? There's only five of you in there. You're real close. You look like a sugar bag. You're like, hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? So fun. He comes in with a code word. You're like, oh, tell me the code word. Tell me. It's the best. It's the best. Boys, let's break down some film here. All right, let's, let's, let's go. We'll go, we'll go wide is, here hey, for you. So, Is this the first play of the game? This is the first play of the game. We're going to start I with mean, Vikings you, defense flustering Bears. Want them, okay. yeah. talk, hey, we have, we have talk about, hey, if you think it gets worse, imagine being in that room today. Imagine sitting in this offensive room when this play came out, <laughs> this play right here, the first play of the game. Would you imagine what the coach – guys, guys, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> Look at that. I mean, everybody's looking at him on the ground like, what the hell just happened? What did just happen here? Justin Fields is an idiot. What do you mean what happened? He sees six guys standing up there, and he's like, yeah. One so there's, of them's going to drop. They've got five receivers. We're bunch four to the left side here. You can see Cole Komet as the fourth. So there's four receivers left, and there's one right. So they come out five wide receivers, right? This so this is a boonie. This is what? This is... This is a five. This is a five zero with a free runner. Like what is no, this? No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Pause it. Who are here? We are. Where is everybody? All right. So we got Daniil over here on the right. He's in our count. So he's one. Mark him for me. Zero. Okay. Davenport. You're here. You're ours. Fifty eight. You are not ours. Okay. Let me see. Uh, it's Harris. Why is Why is fifty eight? Just not? right now. Just right now. Just right now. Because I'm going to tell you in a minute. So he's ours. Is that number ninety behind seventy five? Uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. That's 90. And then that's DJ Wanham over here. All right. Lay of the land right here. What are we doing? Technically, we would go 5-0 in this, right? Because there's five known rushers here. So we would just 5-0 it. But because there's nobody in the backfield, we have to make a declaration. Because we have to. We can't just let a guy come from the A-gap. Why? Because he is the closest rusher. And the worst part about this is he has a direct line to the quarterback. And the quarterbacks can't really ever get away from a guy running directly at them. You know what I'm saying? They normally slip out when a guy comes from the side. And you're actually seeing it a lot this year. Quarterbacks are kind of ducking down or they're getting away. We've talked about it. So we would never let somebody just run through the A-gaps. That's, a, that's actually a cardinal rule. You're never mm-hmm. allowed to just let somebody run through the A-gaps. So you, you guys, is, you've told me, like, and, and us on this show too, but on, on the O-line committee too, that you guys protect from the inside out always, first. Always. Because right? yeah. it's the fastest way to the quarterback, and he can never get away from pressure up the middle. So right here, instead of going 5-0, which we would have done, he's telling everybody right now we're going to go R. We're going to go R. We're going to go Ray. We're going to go... Rocco, Roger, whatever you call it in your system. So it puts 58 on Daniil, 64 on Davenport. The center's on Hicks. 76 is on Harris, and 75's on 90. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I just told you what we're doing, right? The Who center makes that call. responsible for 98? There's only one other guy back there, right? Like, I can't block two, dude. You have to do something. Right, so yeah. this becomes hot. Now, he knows that we've gone to R. An R call is very distinct. It's very loud. Right now, pause. You're the quarterback. You need to know where your hot route is right now because everybody's taken. Everybody up front is taken. Whether And you see right here, see how Hicks drops? It's too late. 
You can't expect somebody to get out there. And see how the center continues just going right? Because that's his job. I said R. Everybody has their right gap. Quarterback, got to get rid of this ball right now. Like, he should be throwing this ball right now to DJ Moore. Go back. And DJ Moore knows it's hot because he stops. He does. He's not an idiot because they come up there and they do the number <laughs> count too, right? They're like, hey, there's six guys up there, and I know there's only five guys blocking. I need to get to my route right now. And now the good quarterbacks – They'll start alerting people quickly. Like They'll point at the linebacker to let that wide receiver know, if this guy comes, you run your hot route to win right now. And so as they snap the ball, the receiver can see if that guy came or not. Now, he should know I'm the hot route. I should always run to win. Sometimes receivers have to be directed. You know how that goes, Mackie. <laughs> but here, this falls strictly on Justin. You know six guys are coming. You know you're not protected to your left. Your left, which you don't even look. Hey, kind of looks familiar, doesn't it? Who else doesn't look at pressure when it's coming barreling down? On That's them? just like, you're, you're always Christian so Ponder. Negative. That's why yeah. I never liked oh, Ponder. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. sorry. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. What a, what a way to start the game, right? Like, hey, Booney, can uh, can this can this play? So so right now, because like it's very apparent what's going to take place. Oh, can, yeah. can you alter this play? But they, but it is there's Justin? a there's a hot route. Yes. There's a hot route built in. There's no need to alter it. See, we've we've already put the hot routes right there. You even see two. He's breaking on the route right now. Ball throw. Boom. No, no. No, 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 no. Go back. Go back half a tick. Okay. Right now. Ready? Half. I'll, I'll go quarter speed here for you. Go guys. quarter speed. Ready? Pause. That ball's got to be out before he turns. Gone. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? He also know, but like the other option would be run. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah like go, there's a lot of. <laughs> Phil, go, go back really, here. I mean. Check out the whether he knows. Check out the gap doing. though. Like like he could have take he could take off at this point. I'm starting to think that he doesn't even know the protection because he doesn't <laughs> even realize that he's hot from the left. Hello, Caleb that's Williams. What it is. That's what it is. Hello, yeah. Caleb. That's exactly Williams. what it is. Look, his old line is literally looking at him like, "Are you for real?" Uh, so later on, this is like three plays later on the same drive here. Let's keep this rocking. <laughs> this is this was a bad snap there. Uh oh. The, oh no! Oh, oh God! Oh! I love how he flashes his hands real quick, like, hey, it's me. (laughs) A lot of bad snaps. A lot of bad snaps in this game. Pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. Now, there are a lot of people right now they are going to tell you that what I'm about to tell you is not true, but those people are liars because I came from the Mike Solari School of Football, and I came from real ball, okay? This right here is a jam. This is a jam. This is one of my favorite defenses because it puts pressure on every single alignment because it basically puts us on an island when we set back. Because instead of having the center sliding to the left or to the right, making a declaration like, hey, I'm going to go help the left side or I'm going to go help the right side, it's basically everybody is manned up right where they are. Exactly. And see this spot right here for 64? Side note, this is the hardest place to block somebody because there's technically nowhere for you to go. And you can't really go in and you can't really go out. So you just got to like set super firm, super fast, super tricky. But this is a 5-0. And this is a great job. If you look at the left side, go ahead and start playing it, Mackie. It's a great job. Obviously, we know that this is automatically going to be a 5-0. The left guard does a poor job of setting. How can I tell? Because the defender's helmet is in his chest. He's literally kissing his chest. That's bad. 
We never want somebody in our chest and pass pro. We always want you away from us so that I can control the block and I know what's going on. When you get in here this close, this tight, you lose focus of everything going on around you. Notice how he's turned to the left and his friend is literally like, dude, get your ass in there right now. And he doesn't even know what's going on because he's trying to bear hug this. Dude. So you can see left tackle is literally putting an arm in the side of the guard saying it's a twist. Get out there, right? Is that what's but happening? Had he been a savvy left tackle, he probably would have went man and just went in there his on his oh, own. Because okay. see how he's late? He's late. He knows the guard's going to be late. Had he been a better left tackle, he would have just let this. I think that's their rookie from last year, isn't it? Stevens or whatever? Jenkins. Whatever. Tevin He's, Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. Tevin Jenkins. It's just not right. good, right? Because look, here he comes. DJ Wanda. Whoop, that's me. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, I love it. See, this is a great job, though, of everybody still keeping the pocket really, really tight. See how, like, here, pause. One of the things that happens a lot of times is this guy that's the penetrator, the guy that Tevin Jenkins is bear-hugging the living hell out of and nobody probably threw a flag on, that guy loses contain a lot. And so DJ Wanham comes around right here and instantly see how he kind of looks like he could slip out to the left. It's kind of like, oh, if he was to go somewhere, it would be to the left. But out of nowhere, we keep our contain again, which allows this to pocket to still collapse. Davenport does a good job of that. It's really hard to keep contained on a twist like that. But what's even better is how Jenkins is just taking forever to get off the ground. Yeah. Like, dude, you're on the ground. Your quarterback's running for his life, and he's like, guys, give me a minute. It's the Bears, man. It's over, okay? That's he's like, I'm huge done. Fine. I'm peacing out. He's fine for being on the ground. Oh, my God. He's, you would get fine. So, oh, wait, go back. Did he just clap his hands? That's a hand clap, too. Oh, dude. Oh, this dude's getting hit with fines all day. The kangaroo court is not going to be kind to uh Hey, you be nice Jenkins to the kangaroo game. court, okay? You're going to get hit with something. <laughs> no. But no, it's a great job. Clap. Great job of getting on him. And I mean. And, and some of these are just so, like, if you throw enough stuff like this at defenses, especially with quarterbacks that don't know what they're looking at, as you'll see. Pause. This defense has me just lit, dude. It's got me lit. Go back. I already know the play. I already know the play. And here's the problem. Here's the problem I have, okay? We've been talking about this. My man, Brian Flores, DJ Flo, crushing the mic right now. Because if you look up right now, and I saw this in the game, and I paused it because I go, is that, is that a six-man line? Is that the 85 Bears? Yeah. What in the hell is going on? But this is how you stop a mobile quarterback. Brilliant. You shut down all the gaps, right? You force everything to go sideline to sideline. Don't allow anybody in here. Pause. I saw this happen in real speed, and I started laughing because in no way, in no way did the protection sheet say for the Chicago Bears that we want Deontay Foreman to be blocking Daniil Hunter. Oh. In no way did that blocking sheet ever say 21 should be blocking 99. 58, that's a fine. And that isn't just a fine. That's a massive fine, dude. <laughs> Because what, what happens off of it? Boy. Right there. Right there. I'm telling you. Driven back. This is Flores putting pressure on the offense. 58 knows damn well he's not supposed to be kicking out to Mattel's. Dude, you know we are not going to put you on a linebacker and you're running back on 99. Even Daniil, like, stopped for a second and was like, no way this is happening. Why no is way 58 kicking out to a he's an idiot. player here? He's an idiot. <laughs> Mackie, how many times on our show have you heard us say, we literally just look at the tackles and go, him. 
block the $20 million man. So this that is, is this is like job. the known rusher on the Vikings. That's your only job, Bubba. Yep. He's got nine and a nine after it. It's literally the largest number on the field, and his biceps are bigger than your head. You'll not miss him, <laughs> okay? You want to know why we pay you $10 million to do what you do? Because you're going to block guys like this every now and then. But when you well, skip out and go to the linebacker, Oh my God! That's dude. linebacker, us, right? That's a safety. safety base. That's it's not a even safe. a linebacker. I'm telling mode. you right now, the fine for something like that would have been so extreme for pussing out on that block. That's exactly what that was. Because in no way, go back. As soon as I walked to the line, I told you I saw it sitting on my couch. Why is there six guys up? Instantly, as a tackle, I'm starting to find numbers. Who is who? And if I look from Daniil to the left, they're all D linemen. Are we ever? ever going to let somebody block a D lineman other than us? No. The answer is no. Never. It will never happen because that's our job. And when he kicks out here, Brian Flores is like, got him again. Look at this, dude. Daniil <laughs> even... looks, like looks like a grown man when he complains, knocking over a kid. Get yeah. out of the way, kid. He's walking him back right into fields. Dude, that is... Yeah, and Foreman knows something's something's wrong. Oh no! Because <laughs> he's look, looking out. Look, he's he's looking out he, to the he right. He was at looking first. right at yeah, Metellus. Dude, I'm not even kidding you. He's looking right at the outside, and then when the ball snaps, oh, he's gonna tackle. He's like, oh god, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout oh, out to everybody man. else that blocked all the D linemen except for 58. All right, we got one more, one more. So uh, we're gonna do one more Vikings defense play because they did force uh, an end over end fluttering duck interception to win the game, and then we've got. I want let's look at Dalton Reisner's film from the week too, because oh he gosh, jumped in I'm the so fourth excited. quarter. Let's do it. Let's do it. So okay, this is game on the line. Bears are driving. What forty seconds left? Down by six, and you've got undrafted rookie free agent, Division two quarterback, trying to figure this thing out. And so let's you're roll saying there's it. a chance. Here we go. We got hey, this. Is this the last play? This is the last. It sure is. I want to see play. something. I knew it. I knew it. Go back. So he got hit when he threw it. I don't know, dude. He did. I don't you know. Can he gets hit. All right. Same thing. We're in this. Good snap. Go there. back. Did Terrible you notice? snaps. Time out. Did you notice that the left tackle didn't kick past 98? Did you notice that? Was I the only one that noticed that? Yes. Let's see. So where, where does he go? Where does he go? I mean, just, just to let everybody know how, that I actually know what we're doing because it's all the same. Oh, see how he stops right there? Oh, there he goes. Okay. Awesome. We would never let the look. Even the running back's like, are you sure you got him? Just double checking because somebody screwed me last time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? This is so a step, great step job. one. Step one, offensive lineman, block defensive lineman. Okay. This is block, offensive correct, line 101. Check. Correct. We're good. All right. This is a great job of coming off the edge. Gives him this bull rush, right? Which you can tell this guy has never really seen a bull rush like this. But then gets back around. He kind of gets his feet moving, the left tackle's feet moving. See how close they are, and they're all just all over the place, and he's on his toes. He clearly affects that ball. And I know everyone's saying that he's not, but he does. Like, Let's go quarter speed. I just want to see Go for this. it. Well, he definitely affects I mean, he, he it. He clearly can't step into it. So yeah, at the very least, throw. yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely does, which is a great job. The wing gust there might have, uh, might have, you know, it's it's windy. It's Lake Michigan. You never know. DJ Moore, by the way, if we had the like the TV broadcast here, looking, putting his arms up in the air, he's like, "No, oh, God, not again!" And, oh, God. and then he's like, "I ain't gonna break that play up. I play for the Chicago Bears." 
No, you just. What if he, he couldn't even have time to go room? back, dude? He's. What if he just turned around and walked to the locker room? Whatever. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, I'm barely gonna chase him. <laughs> hey, before we take a peek at Dalton Reisner's, uh, here we go. We'll go uh, full screen there. Um, at Dalton Reisner's film from his first few snaps, let's shout out our friends over at Ugly Deck Judd helping. Helping make your deck not ugly. Beautiful. In, in fact, look at that deck and then look at that one. And you're asking right now, how did the deck change so much? And I'm going to tell you, UglyDeck.com right now offering what they're calling a Reserve My Deck Package Now special for the DIYer who wants to build a deck in the spring and save huge. This is only for a limited number of customers who reserve their deck package now. UglyDeck.com offering up to $1,000 off a full deck package plus locked in 2023 pricing. UglyDeck.com will deliver your deck package to your driveway by May 1st, 2024, and you will be the smartest DIYer on your block. You know why? Because you're going to save as much as $10,000 on your deck build, and you get free plans, a free coach, a coach who is good, a coach who's going to give you a good game plan, not a bad one, access to their online deck build academy, and they will also install your footings and ledger. You do the rest and save. UglyDeck.com. Again, click on the Reserve My Deck Package now and save huge on a beautiful deck for 2024. All right, let's go to our next coach, our uh, North Loop restaurant and yeah. bar coach, Declan. Tell us where we should go. Yeah, go to 3Jack in the North Loop. Great spot. You can get golf swings in. You get some great apps. And, in fact, uh, Purple Daily fans, if you want to do all this at 3Jack, you can get one free pint per person with the purchase of any food item to guest who mentions that they heard 3Jack on Purple Daily. Go support our friends 3Jack in the North Loop. Go book that simulator bag. Go get those loaded nachos. Plenty of great options from our friends at 3Jack, and go mention Purple Daily, and you will receive one free pint per purchase of any food item who mentions that they heard this ad on Purple Daily. All right, fourth quarter here, gentlemen. Football. Ezra Cleveland down. Are we going to 3Jack at some point? Let's do it, dude. I'm all about it. 100%. Okay. No, we got you covered at 3Jack and 3Jack in the North Loop. The food looked great, too. Dalton Reisner came in in the fourth quarter and took his first snaps in this Vikings offense. Let's look at a few of these plays here in the next 10 minutes before we wrap this episode here. Boy, I'm going to run this first one. Now, so he looks back about 14 times here before the ball snapped. Is that just like, hey, I'm new. What are we doing? No, no, no. He's getting hey, the snap. Getting what's the snap happening? Count. He's getting the snap count. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is a double count. It's a DC. And so right now we're getting the play call, right? So he's letting them know. Here we go. Here we go. Ham walks up. He looks back, gets the foot. That's the indicator right there. Snap, pause. It's basically right now, if the defense was doing anything, they would show us, right? So it's like a mm-hmm. preview of what's going to happen. If the safety number nine was going to start going back and the other safety was going to come up, I would be thinking pressure from the left. If he was number nine was to start coming down over the middle or start going to the right, I would be thinking pressure's coming from over there. Like it just lets the quarterback know, hey, we're either right or we're wrong. And depending on how good your safeties are, Let's us know how what's really going to happen. Like if you have terrible safeties, we know everything that's going to happen. If you have really good safeties, we don't know anything that's going to happen. And we're guessing yeah. and we're hoping we're right. That's for like the Ed Reeds back in the day were famous Correct. for just kind of screwing Harry, the guys, right? Harry was one of the best, dude. When we put Harry on in Frisco, he was on the line and we were literally like, could be coming, could not be coming. Not sure, not sure. Might have deep third. <laughs> so this incomplete pass here, but this is this is the first Dalton Reisner snap of You're so excited career. for Dalton Reisner. I am, dude. <laughs> they signed He's him a for a guy, lot, man. So it's, it's time, hey man. Let's go. Let's get this run game going. But no, this is this is your typical Cali look, right? Get up two linebackers in the A gap, 
Get a good snap going here. We're on the double bob. How many times are you going to bob your head? Here we go. We're going loco. Ham's coming up, stepping up. It's a good punch. They're all coming. They're all coming. Of course they are. We're putting this is great on. protection here. Look this at CJ Ham. Really look protection. at CJ Ham. You guys Whoa, see, oh, he's jumping up to block that you pass. Know, but You know we love CJ. <laughs> love Hamster over here. He was always welcome in the O-line room. Always. Let's see. Yeah. So we got, we got a few we can run here. I love it. Oh, here we go, baby. Look at that front, dude. Look at that front. Pause. Look at this. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Nothing here. the excitement. I have a question, and I'm just going to ask this. Okay? Don't get mad at me. What the hell is stopping? Do you know the down and distance here? I, I didn't clip that. I'm going to frantic third and 10, race right? to get these up. It's probably like a third and 10 linebackers standing at 10. Yep. What would, I mean, what's stopping number two from when this ball is snapped, just grabbing it and running as fast as you can right up the middle? Like at some point, if somebody gives you the middle of the field and says, I dare yeah. you, you have to go, okay. So <laughs> could, in theory, couldn't a quarterback usher that in or no? I mean, in I mean that's theory, a that's a seven yard game awesome. without being touched. Right there, Kirk, do something. Y'all need to do something because this is starting to drive me nuts. Because when you have this much of the middle of the field wide open, and nothing's happening, it's so they do. Starting... He, he but he does know that that's where the ball should go here, and they do pick up, you know. 10, 15 yards. So I agree, but I would just almost be like, dude, at the snap, I'd be like, hey, paint left, paint left. Centers, the line knows what's going on. We're switching the twist on the left. The center's coming. I mean, look at that. It's great. That's pro. good protection. I was going to say, that's really good protection again. Let's get a run play here. A little Dalton Reisner getting out. Let's see if in seven days from this exact moment, the protection looks the exact same. And if it does, then I'll be like, all right, here we go. Now we're going. Don't get me wrong. This this box right here, they're clearly stop and run, right? Pause. One, two, three, four. Nine man box. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine man box. We're clearly here to stop the run. This is you see all the linebackers. We have our safety down. It looks like we got our corner in over here. We have two run two <laughs> we're in a twenty two package. They're like, dude, what is going on? This 22. is football. This is favorite package right here because you could do anything out of this you could run you could throw and at the same time you have all these big fatties out here that are just not good that is a hell of a chip though right get this moving ham get in there backside gets it rolling these plays have to show up more these are the simple plays you get a nice chip Right there, create the hole. Darisaw gets him running. See how it naturally creates this lane? Go back real quick. Let's go back and watch it. Let's watch our man out. We'll go even slower here. Let's watch the tight ends. Let's see. Let's see him get this reach. Come on now. So here we go. Watching these. Absolutely, because where where are we? We're money on the front. We're chip on the on the center in the left guard. We're B backside to fifty three. We got eighty four cutting off. Does he get the cutoff? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Does he get the cutoff? Does he get there? Does he? Oh, in the ground, Bubba. Yeah. Look at that. My guy, Johnny Mark, too, helping out. I'm telling you, when you can get tight ends that can block and an offensive line that can get movement like this and create running lanes, like I love how at first it starts at the left B gap. And then as the backside B gets rolling, it's almost like it cuts back to the backside instantly, right? Like, it's oh. so fun to watch these oh. from behind. I know, it is sexy. It is. And at times, we would watch it like this, and you'd be like, dude, this is a thing of beauty. And a lot of it is because, technically, Oliver gets everybody down on the backside, which is great. He trips Brian O'Neill. 
Gets him down, snaps 95 down, 95, can't believe it, creates this huge running lane. It's awesome to see stuff like this. Let's see more of that. Mm-hmm. More of that will create these huge play-action plays, big 20-yard plays. But, dude, the thing is, like, I think what's tough, and, again, tell me if I'm a moron, okay? When Always San Francisco good. runs heavier personnel packages, they're running it with the same players that they run all of their play-actions and pass plays with. <laughs> The Vikings, look at this play. This is a good play, right? This is a good, this is well-blocked. Uh, you know, our guy Reisner chips and then gets out. He blocks two guys on one play. But in order to make this happen, you're subbing out TJ Hawkinson for Johnny Munt. And you're subbing out, instead of having like, you know, uh, you know, use check, for instance, who's just a, a bigger threat all around. You got CJ Ham. You still so have it's just, the same parts, though. I would still throw it to Ham in the flat. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, just because it's not Kyle Juszczyk or just because it's not Kittle doesn't mean that we don't want to try it. Sure. Uh, what's wrong with taking Munt out here? That, this would be a huge positive. If you were to go back and change Johnny Munt with TJ Hawkinson, you could have easily have sold everybody on this. And you have nine guys on the defense between the hashes almost right here. Like right. a quick fake right there, and then all of a sudden we're sending TJ on a corner route or something. Like it, you, Oh, Booney. Football. Now we're creative. Now we're getting And then creative. TJ drops it. No, See, Judd, always, what, what is wrong with you? Guy. You throw there's it to TJ, what? And, and he drops it. I'm what just, I'm, 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 point, I'm pointing out the problems fraught with possibilities in 2023. You need more surly in your life. That's what you need. Yeah, he does. Damn straight, I do. Oh boy, I'd be like, I'd be very optimistic if I was sipping on a surly right now. Yeah, this has been yeah, gonna, an amazing stretch here. I'm going to say this for this week coming up. I would love, I would almost love to be KOC for this week. Just because I would go into this game and I would steal so much of San Fran's stuff just to see how well their defense would do against it. I would be moving people everywhere, every mm-hmm. which way. Love They're going to do it to us. We're going to do it to them. Mm-hmm. It's going to be death by torture. And it's either going to be the death best thing that we've torture. ever done or the and we'll lose Bad and everyone done. will go, ah, we expected this, right? Like, it's just, oh, great, Caleb Williams again. Maybe he'll throw three interceptions yeah. for us in the first half. Yeah, right. Well, oh. You know what they say, Booney? You can either be the predator or you can be the prey. Football. Hey, before we... Like the predator or they'll treat you like the prey. That's what I said. Football. <laughs> Listen, man, Love go watch man. the movie Predator and then pray before Football. you go to bed. Before we go here and say goodbye to Booney, we got to let Dex fire someone. It's been two weeks. Do it. We're kind of putting you on the spot here. No, you're but, good. Uh, I, I, I okay. had one prepped. In fact, it almost got changed because I saw a report about 10 minutes into this episode that apparently the Broncos could be making a defensive change and firing Vance Joseph and bringing in Rex Ryan to run their defense. Oh, wow. What? Oh, Rex so McAfee God. dropped a little Rex, bit of a potential bomb. Oh, Maybe. Finish. Maybe. So Rex has just been ripping guys on TV for five years. Gonna so go Vance Joseph in. would be fired by okay. the Broncos in a five-year period as head coach yeah. and D.C. That's remarkable. Yes. <laughs> Come back as a linebacker coach. Yeah. Get fired again. A couple years. And, you know, hey, Vance Joseph has his hands full. And But, in fact, I'm sticking with this team, but I'm firing a player. It's time to fire Russell yes. Wilson's ass, dude. He yes. stinks. Dude, his contract hasn't he even kicked in yet. stinks. He absolutely stinks. He, he is eroded like a pumpkin on a past Halloween. He's <laughs> awful. He is just terrible. And I'm not a big Sean Payton guy. Like I'm not as I'm not as against him as a lot of Vikings fans because of Bounty Gate. I do think he's like an offensive genius. I don't think he's a great guy necessarily, but 
He's got nothing here. He's got nothing to work yeah. with in Russell Wilson. So actually, I'm not firing Sean Payton, and I'm not firing Vance Joseph. I am Let's firing ride. Russell Wilson. Let's ride, Let's ride all the way to out the unemployment here. line. Let's ride your LinkedIn profile. Update it. George Payton is done. George Payton, oh. the former assistant GM to Spielman, he's going to take the fall for this. Didn't he? He did a good job in his assistant he, role. I mean, dude, Booney, George was the man. Worked. Honestly, George was one of the greatest guys in the world. You could you could have a conversation with George, the realest conversation. He never lied to you. He was always truthful. I always appreciated George when he went to Denver. I was super excited for him. I really do think this is Sean Payton's doing, and I think it's his fault and his problem. It's his karma. The minute you came at Hackett, the minute yeah. the football gods were like, yeah, no, I do we like don't that. do that. I agree with that. Mackie, I've told you this. You've never heard of a head coach calling out another head coach. That is the most unprofessional thing, and you're talking to the most unprofessional player that ever played in the NFL. You just (laughs) don't do it. Like, There's lines that can never be violated because it will just bring down the the integrity of that coach or that team. And the minute one coach attacks another coach, you're like, did he just say that about my coach? I'm going to kick his ass after you kick his ass. That's why everybody was so happy for Hackett. You saw literally everybody, including yeah. the team owner, come down and give him a hug because it was like, nah, dude, that was a shot that didn't need to be fired. Because yeah. clearly it was Russell Wilson the whole time. Clearly it was this whole dog and pony show that everybody was like, Broncos country, let's ride. Everyone's like, oh my God, Russell Wilson. Hey, Broncos but country. But I'm just going to remind everybody that I told you, Mackie, on one of our shows, this will be the worst thing that Russell Wilson does because when I went to Seattle and I saw what kind of a God, they treated him like I was like, dude, they don't do this anywhere else. You will never get treated like this anywhere else. And when he left, he should have known that that wasn't going to happen like that. Like, you're walking into the AFC West. What did you think was going to have? Patrick Mahomes is in that division. If you don't outshine him, you're going to consider you a, the worst quarterback ever. It's just how it goes. Yeah, I agree. It's time to fire him. Get rid of him. Yeah. Like, don't fire George Payton, please. George. Vikings country, let's ride. That's right. Oh, stop it. What would he say? What would he stop say if he right was now. the Vikings court? Let's skull. Skull. Skull yeah. forward. Skull yeah. ahead. Skull. Skoodly do. Skoodly do. I don't know, man, but it's corny. And I think you that guys are probably pretty. right. So, so no, Russell Wilson, Declan right says. Two weeks and you hey, you came out with a ripper, man. Thanks, buddy. You, came out with a you ripper, just made the list. <laughs> you can find more of Booney's breakdowns and hot takery at the O-Line Committee podcast, Apple, oh, Spotify, be, and YouTube. You and Jeremiah Searles spreading knowledge upon the fans and the so football world. I talked to him in like 24 hours. He, he's he's probably, calling. probably calling. I should probably call him after this. Yeah. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us here. Purple Thanks, Daily presented by Quick Trip. Bye. Trenches with Boone. We'll see you guys.